The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Tuesday, March 2nd edition. I am your host, Santino Cacone, and I am here with my main man, Will. How are you doing today, Will? Doing great. Great to be back with you, Santino. Missed you last week, buddy. Uh, yeah, my, um, Mike and myself, we switched We switched days for a minute, uh, and then, and you guys got to go together. Yeah, yeah, it was a great show, though. I mean, I probably was my best show of all time. You know, I don't know if it had anything to do with you not being there or not, but it was pretty great. Ooh. That's a bold call, but I, I guess if you had that much fun and it was a great show, then it is what it is. I still miss you, though. I still miss you. Yeah, it sounds like you did. It sounds like you really, really missed me there. I can tell. <laughs> uh, we got a good one here today. We have a six-game slate. We already have um, the Raptors-Pistons game got called off, so we we're down to six games here. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good one, pretty Pretty quickish one. We have a couple big big names here. A few guys in the MVP running, um, and then some other, so just some other teams out there. <clears throat> um, but how how you feeling about tonight? Oh yeah, I'm excited. I mean, there's some interesting matchups, and then we got the big matchup with two of the best DFS players, you know, this year with uh, the Joker and Giannis facing off. So I can't get wait to get to that matchup. But it's a it's a nice six game slate. It should be a fun show. Yeah, it'll be fun, and I think we have most of the news already, but as always, things just pop up out of nowhere. Uh, And right right before we get into it, I do want to give a quick shout-out to our guys over at MyBookie, Uh, simply the best sports book out there. Uh, And it's as simple as signing up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Again, head on over to MyBookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie, and it's as simple as signing up, enter the promo code hoopball, and getting your deposit matched half halfway up to a thousand bucks. And with the MLB season right around the corner, I can almost I don't want to guarantee, but they do a lot of odds boost and a lot of awesome bets where they're basically giving you money away. Uh, they did it for multiple sports. I can imagine that they're going to do the same for f- the MLB season. So keep an eye on up, keep an eye out for that, and that's. Less than a month away, guys. Um, but like I said, we'll jump right into this slate here. Uh, where we have our six-game slate. And our first one, we have one at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two at 7.30, one at 8.30, one at 9, one at 10. So a little bit spread out for a six-game slate in three hours. <clears throat> but hopefully we'll get all of our, our news early, but we'll see how it happens. But the first game we have on the docket is the Memphis Grizzlies at the Washington Wizards. And we have a couple guys on the injury report here. For the Grizzlies, we have Grayson Allen, Jaron Jackson, both out, and Kyle Anderson as questionable. And on the Wizards, we have Thomas Bryan, Ishmith, two staples on the injury report, uh, both out. We'll start with the Grizzlies. And uh, where are you looking here? And, and does the news that Grayson Allen, who was starting the last couple games before he missed, uh, him being out, we have someone else stepping into the starting role there. And Kyle Anderson, who's been starting pretty much all year for them. Uh, that's a big one to miss. If he misses, he's questionable. But, but where are you looking at here on, on this Grizzlies side? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Memphis is probably the most interesting team for me of the whole night. I mean, they have potentially eight different players that you could put in the lineup. Uh, the main guys, like you said, with Grayson Allen out, uh, I'm looking at the uh, DeAnthony Melton at 4,600 and Desmond Bain at 3,400. You know, last game, uh, they're getting a lot more minutes and their production is ramping up. And especially if slow-mo is out, you can even look at Justice Winslow at 3,900. Those are the most three intriguing for me. Um, You know, but you can always go with Ja. You know, sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. Jonas Valanciunas, he had been great early in the season. He's been slowing down a little bit, but he can always go off for you. If it's a blowout, you know, uh, Tyus Jones can get you some points. Brandon Clark's always there, but... Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, and Justice Winslow are the most intriguing to me. How do you feel about Memphis? And yeah, and as you were talking, 
the spread of this game just popped in. Uh, so the, the over-under is a whopping 238, and it is a pick em. So they're saying this is going to be a tightly contested battle here. Really? And, yeah. Well, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you. Uh, depending on Kyle Anderson's availability, uh, I think if he misses and Allen misses, then we could look at uh, Bain for 3,400 extra minutes for both. Him, Winslow, I shouldn't say both because there's three guys. Extra minutes for Melton, Winslow, and Bain uh, among the other guys getting extra minutes. But I think especially if Kyle Anderson misses, and this is the first game and the only game that tips off at seven, so we will have that news. Uh, Especially if he misses, I think all three of those guys are in play. If he does play, I'm probably going to not pay for Melton at 4-6 and and look more towards Bain and Winslow uh, for the the extra dollars that we can save and, and the the um, value there under 4K. Probably specifically Bain at the very cheap 3-4. Uh, but I also think that Jay Val and Clark are in play for me here too against this Wizards front court, which really is not imposing at all. Uh, especially if Anderson misses, that means Clark is 100% going to be in this starting lineup. Well, maybe not 100% because uh, Taylor Jenkins switches his lineups all the time. But I will say I fear very confident that he should start in this one. And at 4-9 against this front court, um, I'm very intrigued by that. I like J-Val, but I don't know how much exposure I'll have just because there's this slate, uh, as you mentioned before, there's a lot of big names on this slate, a lot of big names on this slate. And I don't know if I'll be going to J-Val at 7-2, but I do think he makes for a very balanced lineup. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of the best reasonable price centers that could go off. But, you know, he just hasn't been going off lately, but he could. And watching him only play in in that last game, 13 minutes, and letting a lot of people down, probably not going to come in with a bunch of ownership. Uh, So that's always a good thing for GPPs. He makes for a nice GPP play with the lower ownership there. And good matchup. Um, But what about on this Washington side? Uh, We know about Westbrook, Beal. How do you feel about both of them in this and can you play anybody else? Because that's always the question with the Wizards. Can you go to anybody else at their price tags? Right. For me, uh, this guy's been having a crazy up and down season. But his last two games, he's gotten 30 and a half drafting points and 28 drafting points. So if Davis Bertans can keep it up and, you know, be productive, he could be worth the risk at 4700 I mean, he can shoot the lights out, but he also can disappear. So, I mean, other than Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, he's the only guy I would even consider. I like Rui, but not at 5,700. His production is not going to you know, have a high enough ceiling for me to take a look at him. Um, so really it's just Westbrook, Beal, and possibly if you want a dart throw, try Bertans. What do you think? Yeah, so interestingly, both the Grizzlies and Wizards are on, in the top six in three-point percentage against uh Wizards are fifth, and Grizzlies are sixth worst in the league. So if you're going to go for a dart chance, uh, Bertans, who's been hot the last two games, makes makes a, a good GPP play. In cash, I, I just can't. I'm not going to have much exposure either way. It's just, like you said, he doesn't do too much outside of shooting, and if his shot's not on, he's not going to bring back value. But this is a good matchup to get that value uh, with a team that gives up a high percentage of three-pointers. Uh, but for me, mo- it's it's Westbrook or Beal, as usual. I think they're both in play here. Both have pretty good matchups. I would lean toward Westbrook. I think Jaw's easier than Dylan Brooks, who's a very, very underrated defender here. And I won't, don't mind paying up the $400 extra. Um, outside of those couple guys, uh, it's the usual suspects with the, the Wizards. Just, just you can't trust the usage that doesn't go to anybody. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, they have a three-headed non-monster at center so <laughs> right like if they could ever figure out which center they want to give minutes to you could use them but i mean it's really like uh you know inconsistent up and down is mo wagner one day is you know robin lopez is the trusty guy he's guaranteed to get 18 minutes or so but it's not enough minutes to put them in your lineup so unfortunately that's that's not much for washington today yeah and and until one of those guys is ruled out or just uh scott brooks says yeah we're not going to play him tonight then okay then then i don't want to go attack uh, throw a dart at the a literal dart at the board and and hope i hit it right Uh, but if if there's only one or two of those guys then they make for fantastic plays at their price range yeah we really miss you uh thomas robinson (laughs) 
Um, Thomas Bryant. Gosh, I don't know why that. <laughs> yeah, Thomas, Thomas Robinson, throwback <laughs> over there. Miss you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's jump on over to this next game, man. We have the Clippers at the Celtics. This one tips off at seven thirty. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. We do not have a spread for this one. I wonder if, if one will come in as we're speaking like the last one, but currently we do not have a spread for this one. On on the injury report, we have just Patrick Patterson. Pat, 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 pat Patterson. <laughs> He's out for this game. And on the Celtics side, we have Smart Langford as out and Jalen Brown as questionable. He missed the last one, so obviously that's big news. Uh, we'll start with the Clippers side. Um, I'll jump in on this one. We'll, we'll we'll switch on and off for these. But on the Clippers side, I'm looking at both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are under 4K or 9K, 4K. Jeez, <laughs> oh, get, get, get them in the lineup, guys. Under 4K, but uh, they're both under 9K. And I'm looking at Paul George, who had a couple bad games in a row, uh, not subpar games. He he was six of ten shooting in that game on Sunday in the first half, and then he shot one of eleven in the second half. I don't know what was wrong, but just didn't look. Look great. He still put up nearly 40 points and almost hit value at his, at this price with seven rebounds, seven assists. But uh, I think Kawhi Leonard at 8,800 is just a super good value here. Uh, under 9K, we're, we're going to get to a people that are expensive, very expensive on this slate. And I think he makes for – you're getting a discount for a superstar, and I, and I like that, and, and a pretty good matchup. Um, outside of him, the only other guy I would – really look at is Ibaka at 4-8. Uh, just the Celtics front court is not good. He, he's coming off a couple of a very good game where he put up nearly 38 fantasy points. He's getting 27 before that, 22. He scored in double figures the last three games. I just don't, there's not really anything imposing on the Celtics front court. So if you're going to go for a cheaper center option uh, and try and save some salary with the big names that we have on the slate, I don't think he's bad. And I think there's a realistic chance they get six, seven uh, X here value for, for a guy like Ibaka in a solid matchup. Um, but who are you looking at on this side? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't really touch uh, Paul George cause I just don't trust it. I mean, obviously he's got the talent. He's liable to go off at any moment, but his last three games have scared me, you know, not reaching uh, 40 drafting points. Um, and for Kawhi to be only 400 more, he's more of a secure thing for me. Um, but, yeah, Ibaka had an amazing game last game, 15 and 11. Uh, so he is a great value at 4,800. Uh, the other guys are just dart throws. If you want to go at Pat Bev, because, you know, he's a starting point guard. I mean, he hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but he can get hot. He can put up some points. Uh, at 3,800, it could be a risk you'd be willing to take if you max out on other big-name guys. Uh, Batum, you know, low-ceiling guy at 4,100, but he's going to be getting minutes. Uh, that's pretty much all I'm looking at. I like um, Zubak, but his minutes have went down. He was uh, getting almost equal production to Ibaka, but um, his his minutes and production have been slowing down. You know, so I can't trust him at 4,200. But if he was, you know, getting the minutes, I would love him. But he, I can't go with him in this game. Yeah, and he's probably he's a GPP play for me too. Uh, I. At 4,200, this is a good, again, same thing with Ibaka, a good front court. And this is kind of the ebb and flow that we've been seeing with with this front court all year. Uh, we have Zubats playing good couple good games and then a mm-hmm. couple games where he sees high teens, low 20s minutes. And, and he gets back to the 25, 26 minutes for a couple games and then it goes down. Uh, so if you're taking shots in GPPs, again, with a cheap, cheap center, I, you could realistically maybe you you could get a, a 25 26 minute game out of him. I won't say 30, but uh, he maybe he gets more than the 16 and 19 that he saw the last two games. <clears throat> I wouldn't trust that in cash, but in GPPs it it makes makes for a guy who can make your player pool out there in that range too. Um, and yeah, and I'm flipping over onto the Boston side. Uh, obviously, we'll need to know the big news on Jalen Brown. So. If Jalen Brown is in, changes a lot of things. If Jalen Brown is out, changes even more things. We saw Tatum, Tatum and Kemba. When Jalen Brown's not there, uh, they're going to get massive usage. Uh, yeah. Tatum took 22 shots in the last game, put up 31 actual points, 51 DK points. He'll be in play for me, even though you have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard, uh, Nick Batum has been guarding everybody's best player for 
the majority of the year anyway. You have people that you can throw on them, but if there's no Jalen Brown, you know that the usage is going to be there, and you're not paying that over 10K mark that you're going to be paying with a couple of the other studs on the slate. Uh, so we'll make my player pool. If Brown is in there, probably not going to go too much Tatum just because there are so many other options in uh, less daunting of defensive matchups. Same with Kemba Walker, 7,300. Don't love the price tag, but no Jalen Brown. He makes for a guy, if you're if you're not, if you want to go more balanced instead of spending a stars and scrubs lineup, he makes for a solid pivot there. And he's been had, he's coming off a couple good games where he looked better. Uh, 48 and 43 DraftKings points. Uh, he's taken 19 and 17 shots in those two games, but he's looked better. He looked better overall. And, and anytime he does that, I don't mind it. Um, and if Jalen Brown doesn't play, same thing with the Clippers who have good front court matchups. The Celtics also have a good front court matchup because the Clippers aren't the greatest front court defensive team. So you can take chances at Daniel Tice who just dropped 20. I don't really like it for 5,400, um, but I do like Rob Williams at 46, and I think he'll be playing extra minutes, especially if Brown misses and everybody bumps up um, in the in the lineup. Like They're playing Tice at power forward anyway, but if they do that uh, where – Tatum has to play more small forward, and Tice has to play more power forward. More minutes for Rob Williams, and at 46 in a good matchup, I I, I like that one. Uh, yeah, um, I, I do like the Kimba Walker price point at 7,300. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's a little high, um, but the only thing that bothers me is he is going against Pat Bev, and uh, I don't know if you heard an interview with him. I think when they were in the bubble last season, he was interviewed and said, who is your toughest uh defender against you and he said pat beverly so that's not great for kimball walker who's just finding his own now and starting to ramp up i think he could have a down game unfortunately with that going on and uh yeah with the centers you know the three-headed semi-monster for the celtics you <laughs> wish they would play two of those guys also um i actually trust tice better uh than robert williams even though um he's 800 more, and they're kind of getting similar production. I think Tice, uh, against this matchup with the Clippers, it'll be much more of a tighter game. And it seems like, you know, Robert Williams is not really trusted as much by the team as Tice. So I can see Tice getting bigger minutes in this game uh, to go up against Ibaka and Dubaj. Um, so I don't mind him at 5,400. But, uh, yeah, if, uh, like you said, if Jalen Brown plays, I, I wouldn't touch Tatum at 9,400. But if Jalen Brown sits. I'm cool with Tatum uh, and Tice, really. That's the only two for me in this one. All right, man. And we'll jump over to this next game, the third game on the slate. We're almost or a third of the way through already. Uh, we do not have a spread for this one at the moment, but we do have an injury report, and this is the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Miami and playing the Miami Heat, and this starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the injury report, we have Avery Bradley and Myers Leonard out. For the, the Heat, gave Vincent probable. And Jimmy Butler, the big one that we have to keep an eye on, is questionable. Uh, on the Hawks side, we have quite a few people. We have Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Chris Dunn out, uh, Kevin Herter as probable, and Bogdan Bogdanovich as questionable, which doesn't make any sense to me if he just started playing one-on-one the other day. But, um, I mean, they have him listed here as questionable. Maybe that was uh, – I, I can't imagine he plays before the All-Star break and probably not – when they start resuming play, but um, he's he's there as questionable, so I guess he has a <laughs> chance to start. <laughs> um, but let's start on this Hawks side, and where are you looking? We saw John Collins have a big game against the same team uh, the other night, and he's only had sixty eight hundred. He only went up a hundred dollars on that. So can you play him? Can you play Trey? And and where are you looking at in general here? Yeah, I definitely think you can play both. Um, I've been staying away from John Collins pretty much all season. Uh, but his last three games, he's clearly been ramping it back up. And, uh, yeah, with 58 drafting points, uh, someone with that potential at 6,800, you have to look at that, and especially since it was just against this team uh, in the last game on the 28th. Um, you got to think that the Heat are going to make some adjustments, though. So, I mean, I don't think he'll get 58, but he has that potential to definitely hit value at 6,800. And Trey, you know, he's going to be going. Trey Young's going to be going against Goran Dragic. So that's not going to be a nightmare. And uh, I think he easily, you know, he almost had a triple-double last game. So he easily could put up some more production, uh, especially with Jimmy Butler 
probably going to be out that game. So it'll make it a little, you know, more important for him to, you know, try to light them up. They, you know, they had a rivalry last year. Uh, him and Jimmy Butler were going back and forth. So I would love Jimmy to play this game, but we'll see how that goes. And uh, Clint Capella, you got to look at him at 8,200. It's a little high, um, but, you know, his last two games, 54 and 48 drafting points. So at 8,200, if you can get anywhere near there, that's always something to look at. Um, I can't trust Herder because, you know, he hit that back can go out at any moment. Like a, a knee and a back, I don't, I need to see, you know, proof of health before I can put him in the lineup. Uh, and you can look at Gallinari at 4,000. I mean, he is a, you know, a guy that you can take a huge risk on. Uh, three games ago, he got 55 drafting points. He's not been anywhere near that in any other game. But, you know, if there's a time to use him, it's going to be when all these guys are injured or banged up. So at 4,000, that's a dart throw. Um, it's, you know... Yeah, it's a dart, though. That's all I can say. So it's, it's not something you're going to be happy with unless he produces, but you just never know with him. He's having a crazy year also. Yeah, and uh, for me, I think – I don't know how much I'll play Trey with all the other names on here that I feel more comfortable with, especially if Jimmy Butler plays. It just He's going to be on him for the majority of the game. Um, I feel more comfortable paying up for a couple other people or paying down for the guys in that earlier game. <clears throat> around his price tag. But John Collins, I think 6,800, we just saw him have a monster game against these guys. Uh, Kelly Olenek, they don't really have anybody down there that's going to guard him at that power forward position. And seeing him play 32 and 37 minutes the last two games respectively, which is the most games he's played since, or the most minutes he's played since the 13th of last month, uh, his, it looks like he he's getting more playing time than normal. I don't know if it's, they're trying to showcase him for a trade. They're trying to see if they should trade him or not. I don't know what the case is. I saw, uh, we just saw their coach get fired. So we'll see what that has to do or how that affects this team in this game. Um, but I do like that $6,800 price tag. I think it's very reasonable and there is upside to that. Not the 52 point upside. I don't think he's going to do that again and, and make 13 of 21 shots. Uh, but I think there's some upside there uh, to get, 40 40 plus points again um and yeah i don't know how much exposure i'll have to the rest of these guys gallinari they're not really playing him at the small forward position even though they need to really and he's been on and off he did have that 55 point outburst not too long ago but he did make 13 of 16 shots and 10 of 12 from three you i mean if you (laughs) when can you expect that to ever happen again and someone being that hot from the field uh, and from deep, especially, I don't know. But uh, if he's going to do it, this this is the game to do it. it with Reddish out, her, Hunter out, most of these guys out. Um, but if you really, I, I can't imagine Bogdo playing in this one. I just he just started doing one on one the other day. There's no way they're going to throw him in here. Um, but I guess if you're really desperate for a guy who's going to play minutes, um, nah, I don't even want to say it. But like Tony <laughs> Snell and Solomon Hill, I, I, I want to puke just yeah. saying them. But if you really fall on them and you are uh, you want a lower upside guy who's just going to get more minutes or a decent chunk of minutes, you can go there. But uh, you have to be really desperate, <laughs> very desperate to go there. You know it's bad when you don't even mention Rondo down there at 3,300. Yeah, well, he's not really um, – he's playing but not playing a ton yeah. of minutes. Um Especially in this, the the Heat are a little bigger. <clears throat> I can see him getting traded soon. Possibly, we'll we'll see what happens with with the new coach. Um, yeah, they don't even. I don't know if they have one yet. I know Nate McMillan wants to talk to Lloyd Pierce first before he accepts the job because I guess he's he's very loyal to him. So we'll see. I heard that happen. I heard I heard um, he gave him his wishes and he's going to be answering him right now. Okay, so they do have Nate McMillan. We'll see yeah, if that yeah. changes changes anything. Uh, crazy there, but uh, how about on this Heat side, man? We know that the big news that we're waiting for is Jimmy on Jimmy Butler and if he plays or not. Uh, but where would you look on on this side of the ball? Yeah, it's not too much I'm looking at, but uh, Bam at 8700, I love that price point, especially if uh, Jimmy is out. But even if Jimmy is in, uh, that's a great price point for Bam. Uh, he's been playing very consistently great 
for like the last, really for all season. I mean, you know, you, you put him in your lineup, you pretty much know what you're going to get. Um, other than that, uh, I like the Dragic Nun comparison. Uh, if one of them was out, I would be confident in playing one. But with them both playing, uh, the confidence for me is not there um, at at the 56 and 5500 price point. Um, they're both playing well. It's just a matter of them playing together. It's a little scary for me. If Jimmy is out, you can consider one of them. But you really got to pick your poison, whichever one you prefer. Um, and the only other guy I'm looking at is Andre Iguodala, especially if, like you said, if Jimmy Butler is out. He's been playing really good lately the last uh, three or four games, uh, getting minutes, you know, playing that le- uh, veteran uh, leadership role. And uh, they're going to use them, you know. They're, they're not saving them for the playoffs this year like they uh, were last year. Um, so he can put you – if you need 20 DraftKings points at a low price point of 3800 he's going to get that for you. So – those are the only guys I'm really looking at. Yeah, and if Butler plays and he's not on a minutes limit, I know last time he missed a couple games, he came back and was just torching. Uh, he he was had 62 and 59 points before he left, so he would be in play as a a cheaper price to the other superstars on this thing on the slate if he is in play. Um, but I don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, I'm looking more towards the the backcourt here. Hero, Drogic, Nun. Like you said, when, when there's Drogic and Nun playing, uh, or when Drogic plays, Hero plays, Butler plays, Nun is really not part of this rotation. But without at least one of them, he he is in, in the rotation, and he's been playing a consistently a lot of minutes lately. Uh, and against Atlanta, I, I like the matchup for him, especially if he's in a scoring type of role, which... It seems like he's been in. I don't mind. I think Hero's good at 6K. He's going to take on more ball handling responsibility in this one. Uh, and I don't hate Drogic as well, though I do think that he has the least upside of the three just because they're not rushing him and playing him a ton of minutes. Uh, they, they don't mind throwing none 37 minutes. They don't mind throwing Hero that, even though he's been in and out of the lineup lately. Uh, so I don't know if he'll play 30-something minutes. Uh, but I don't mind taking stabs at either of them. I think none for the amount of minutes he's been seeing has the highest upside, especially if Butler doesn't play and this game gets uh, the the Hawks take a, a bigger lead, then they're just going to throw him and tell him to shoot. So I don't mind. I, I like going there at 5-5. Five, five. Uh, but I'm not huge on the rest of the lineup depending on Butler news. Uh, maybe we have someone else. But even, even with him out, I'm not sure if I want to go spend some time High quality dollars on everybody else. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a uh, it's a lot of sketchiness on the Heat, you know, because you can look at Hero and you know without Jimmy he could put up numbers, but it's a lot of games where he just is a no show when you expect him to do something. Uh, and like I said, Kendrick Nunn, he went off last game, but the game two games before that, nothing much. Uh, so I mean, really, if you don't have to, I wouldn't love to play any of these guys except for Bam. But there are options for you if you need to stick someone at those price points in your lineup. I like it. And let's go on to this fourth game of the night. This one starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is the Knicks at the Spurs. And we do not have a spread for this one also, uh, but we do have an injury report. Not for the Spurs because they are on the back end of a back-to-back, but we do know that everybody who had COVID, Derek White, uh, Quandre Ritherspoon, uh, <clears throat> Rudy Gay, Devin Vassell, they were all out in um, Monday's game. Uh, and Keldon Johnson was also ruled out, but he started practicing and he was only out because of conditioning. And I just, I assume it was because it was a bit, uh, the front end of a back to back and he'll be good to go in this one. I don't know how many minutes he will be able to play, but I think he should be good to go in this one. Then on the Knicks side of the ball, we have. Taj Gibson out, uh, Mitch Robb out, and Alfred Payton doubtful again. He's missed the last couple. I will start on the Knicks side. Um, the Spurs are not healthy right now, and and playing them, you're you're getting an up tempo game. Uh, this last one, which we're while we're doing the podcast, there's about three minutes left in the game against the Nets. Uh, and they held them to a, a decent scoring game, but they like to run the ball. I know the Knicks do not like to run the ball. It's a, it's a big pace-up spot for the Knicks, uh, but we're looking at Alfred Payton probably missing another game. 
And we can look at Derrick Rose, who's been playing decent, uh, but he's all the way up to 5,900 now. So um, while he can still bring back value, I think the upside is a little curved there. I think it's a little higher than I would like it to be. I don't know how much I like Randall if, if Keldon Johnson is good to go. I think he's he's a very consistent guy, and he makes for a solid pivot from the rest of the field, probably at low ownership because there's so many other stars on here. Um, and I don't mind going there. But I do think we have so many other options that it, it's hard to have a ton of exposure to him. Um, I don't know how much exposure I'll have to the Knicks in general. I might get some Emmanuel quickly. I know he had a poor game the last one. Uh, he only played 16 minutes, and he only played 13 minutes before that. I'm not sure why Tibbs doesn't want to run him out there all the time. Um, but I may take a couple stabs at him in that in this type of environment in a, in a pace up. But not in love with everyone outside of a couple stabs at quickly and and Randall to be different from everybody because he does have a solid floor. I mean, yeah, I like Randall. His price is just. Keeps creeping up higher and higher at 9,300. But, you know, he's pretty much a lock for 50 drafting points. So, you know, you're in a position where you need someone where you can rely on to get that 50. Uh, I think he'll be able to get that for you. He's been consistent all year. Um, I, I, for low price point guys, I think you can look at Alec Burke, especially as Alfred Payton is out. You know, he should, I mean, his last three games, 33, he had a stinker with 11, and then 27. So, he could easily get you, you know, a, a good price point at 4700 And it's pretty much the same for uh, Reggie Bullock. Um, he can get you 20 drafting points, especially with Alfred Payton out. Um, at 3500 that's a good price to take that risk. Um, did you mention uh, Nerlens Oil? No, I didn't mention him. You, you, you don't like his price point at 5200 knowing he's going to be the starting center with Mitchell Robinson now? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really like him at this price point. I know he's playing <laughs> 40 minutes the last two games, but uh, Jakob Pertl is secretly one of the best um, rim to, rim protectors in the league this year, and I, I just not really much to like for me in, in on Noel. Right, right. Well, you know, he's gonna get if he doesn't get points, he's gonna get blocks and rebounds. So, I mean, he he should be he should just still get you somewhere between 20 and 30 drafting points. So if you wanted to go that route, you could. Um, so it's a couple of options. None of them are really great, um, except for Randall. And then with Randall, you still have to pay that huge price point. So the Knicks are not looking amazing, but they have some options out there for you. All right, man. And on on this other side of the ball, I just, as I always say, I tend to not play too many people against the Knicks. They're just not a team that I like to to target. They're very, they're just slow, and they're a very good defensive team. Uh, and that said, they are the second highest. They have the second highest defensive rating in the league, and they have the slowest pace in the league. It's just not a great combination. I know the the Spurs like to play fast, but with all of their injuries and all these people out, if we still see uh, them with out two, three, four guys in the rotation, um, I don't know if I really want to attack them. I, I people will. If, if Keldon Johnson doesn't play, we can look at Trey Lyles at 4-2, just knowing that yeah. the minutes are going to be there. If Keldon Johnson does play, and even if he doesn't play a full complement of minutes, if he plays uh, 20 minutes or so, I'm not takes me out of Lyles, takes me out of Diop, takes me out of all those guys there. I guess the, the people that I would look at most would be like a Patty Mills at 47, knowing that if Derek White, Rudy Gay, like Vassal, all these guys are missing, everybody else has to play, uh, like Walker has to play more small forward or more shooting guard, everybody's going to have to play more minutes. I don't mind playing Patty Mills, but I'm not too in on going to too many of these spots here uh, on this team with, with all their price tags. Like DeRozan, 81, uh, Murray, 78. I think I'd rather pay up and get some some other guys in better spots here. I actually like... Uh... DeJounte Murray at 7,800. That's your guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm normally the one that's against him, and you're for him. So I like him tonight. He's been uh, on a nice little tear his last three games. So I think if he could put up that production at 7,800, you know, a lot of guys are putting up the production he's putting up at 9,800 or 9,300. So if he can keep playing like that, I think that's some value in that at 7,800. And when you instantly look at DeMar DeRozan, you're like, oh, that's a little bit high. 
but his last game, his first game back from taking a, you know, COVID slash personal uh, leave of absence, he got 55 DraftKings points. Um, so he's had, it's going to be three days, three days since his last game. So that's some good rest for him. And the team is still going to be missing a lot of players. He's going to be, you know, asked to put up a lot of production in this game. So I think he can be a sneaky play. You're paying for it, but I think he could put up some production for you at 8,100 um, <clears throat> that you could get if you're playing a guy that's 10,000 plus. Um, so I think he's someone to look at. Um, Jacoperto has been, you know, pretty consistent his last four games, but that should average around the 30, 32 points, drafting points. So those are the only guys I'm looking at. LaMarcus Archers, I, I mean, his last game, he put up 21 actual real NBA points, but it was only – 30 DraftKings points because he's not putting up the rebounds and blocks like we'd like to see. Um, but he, if his minutes go up, uh, which they could, 5,800, he could make that a steal. It's just they seem to be taking it pretty easy on him right now. Yeah, and um, I just – the game environment to me, I don't like the price points at, at the game environment. Uh, and looking right now, they are current – there's 41 seconds left. They're down by two. So they might go in overtime – tonight on monday night while we're doing this podcast and that'll make me not like uh them a little bit even more on the back end of a back-to-back they do go to against a tough team that slows the ball down or slows the game down uh on the back end of a back-to-back i like them a little bit less and speaking of the the minutes thing lamarcus aldridge tonight has only played 15 minutes uh, comparatively to purtle who's played 32 derozan's played 38 uh, Murray 32. Uh, we'll see how that game ends, but if they do go to overtime, it makes me like them. Uh, I mean, I'm not high on them as is, but it would make me uh, know that I, I kind of want to stick away from them even more so. <clears throat> uh, that, yeah, that is a good point. And with uh, DeRozan playing that many minutes, it's possible he could sit, uh, you know, in this game. So, yeah, keep an eye out on it. That back-to-back uh, does switch up a lot of things for you. Um, yeah, and then we're going to jump on over to this fifth game, man. We have the, the game that you alluded to all the way back in the header when we started. Uh, two of the best guys going at it. Um, we have the Denver Nuggets traveling to the Milwaukee Bucks. This game starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we do have a spread for this one. It is a 235.5 over under, and the Bucks are giving seven, a uh, big seven. And the, the Nuggets are also on the back end of a back-to-back uh, for this one. Uh, the only uh, I forgot to mention earlier, the Hawks are on the front end of a back-to-back, and one more team that we'll get to later is on the front end of a back-to-back. But the Spurs and Nuggets are the two teams on the back end of a back-to-back. On the injury report, we don't have anybody for the Nuggets currently, uh, but we do know that Jamichael Green, Paul Millsap, Gary Harris have been out for a little bit. RJ Hampton and Compaza uh, are not going to play in this one for health and safety reasons. Well, they didn't officially say Campaza was going to be out, but they said he's likely to miss until uh, after the All-Star break because of health and safety. And on the Bucks side of the ball, we have uh, just Jalen Adams in health and safety protocol, Jordan Nuara out, and but nobody of significance really uh, there. But let's start with the, the Nuggets side of the ball, man. Knowing that we don't know if all these guys are going to be out, but they probably will be. Uh, Green, Millsap, Harris, doesn't look like they're going to to play, uh, but they might. Who knows? Uh, but where are you looking at on this, this Nugget side? Yeah, and uh, it's good you mentioned that Denver's on a back-to-back. Um, Jokic hasn't sat out any games this year, but he did just play 38 minutes tonight. So uh, if there was any chance that you would not play Jokic, this would be the one. But I think you still uh, – going to be hard to not play Jokic at 10,800 because, I mean, he's pretty much – him and uh, Embiid are the best centers in fantasy, obviously, MVP candidates this year. So you can't go wrong with Jokic. Just, you know, just keep an eye out on the health report. You know, you, he, see if they're going to rest him or take it easy on his minutes. As long as they don't say anything like that, he's a lock. Um, Jamal Murray at 8,600, he's been, you know, playing like bubble Jamal Murray pretty much for the last – seven or eight games. Uh, I think he is worth it at 8,600. It used to be overpriced when he was at 8,600 because he wasn't putting up all around production, but he's getting back to his normal, you know, to 
the potential that the Nuggets see in him and, and hope to see from him in the future. Um, you know, another, a guy that you may think, you know, Michael Porter Jr., he's not been having the greatest year, but the last three games, his production has been going up uh, at 6,700. I think he could be worth it. And the only other guy I'm really looking at is Monte Morris at 4,600. Um, with uh, Compazzo out, that helps him get even more minutes, you know, and same for Jamal Murray. That might bump him up another one or two minutes also. So uh, Monte Morris should get you anywhere between 20 and 33 points, DraftKings points. So at 4,600, that's a good deal. Those are only four guys that are really on my radar. All right. And, oh, it's the Nets Spurs just went into overtime as uh, you were talking there. Throw for everybody listening to this one, um, but yeah, I think for me, I think Jokic is in play. This is a good matchup. Um, it used to not be, but Brook Lopez does look like he lost a step. Um, yeah. He's played over thirty minutes in the last two games for them, so that's saying something big there. But he looked he looked a little cooked a little earlier, so we'll see if he can uh, get back. But I think Jokic is definitely in play because of that. Um, I'm not at 8,600. I don't know how much I'll have of Murray. Probably not any, knowing that Drew Holiday's back and he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Very underrated. So, um, but you can beat this team, the the Bucks, the last couple of years at the three point line. So he does have some upside. Just don't really love it with Drew Holiday on the other side of the ball. I do like Michael Porter Jr. 6,700. He's been playing really well lately. Uh, he can also hit from deep and inside, so I think he has some upside. We'll see if he can continue it. Um, he's, he went from two games over 40 minutes to 28 in the last one because it was a ma- or massive blowout, and then he played uh, a decent game this this night before. He had 17 points and a whopping 15 rebounds at, in 35 minutes again. So if that continues, the 30-minute trend, I'm uh, starting to – Porter's getting even better there. And we have to see if Green, Millsap, um, if they're going to be out for this one. It was a report that said Michael Green should play before the game, uh, the All-Star break, but they also have a game on Thursday. So maybe he misses this one and plays on Thursday. We'll see. But that helps with Porter, um, Porter's minutes there. Um, knowing that there's no Harris and Composite and no R.J. Hampton, I thought that P.J. Dozier would have gotten more minutes this game. He only played... 18 uh, a lot towards the end but I think maybe it was because it was a back-to-back and I still go back to him at 3200 I think that's just a very good price tag for a guy when there's not many other options in the the backcourt there he's kind of the last guy standing over there Uh, they did play King Carr a lot in the he played 20 minutes in on tonight um I won't go back to there. I'd rather go to Dozier and Monte Morris, as you mentioned earlier, 4,600. If he's going to be playing a lot, especially if green and all them and um, Millsap miss again, then if they play, they're going to bump everybody up one spot. Uh, If they don't play Monte Morris got to play again, and that's not a bad price tag for him. Uh, But I probably would go to Dozier a little bit more just because you get that uh, $1,400 discount. And it there's, you're going to want the money for this slate. Yeah, um, Dozier played 18 minutes tonight, and you know, with the being back to back, I I doubt they'll rest him, considering he'll probably get you for between 15 to 20 minutes. So he should be okay. So that's that's a good call. That's a good call. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Zeke Naji, um, you know, we had high hopes for him, first round rookie, uh, but his production is just not DraftKings worthy right now. Uh, he just needs some more time. So that's about it for the Nuggets. Yep, and and what about on the other side of the ball? Uh, we know that they're they're back to full strength with Giannis, Middleton, Holiday all playing. Uh, can who who do you like on this side? Well, are they back to full strength? Because Drew Holiday was not Drew Holiday last game. He only played eighteen minutes, two actual NBA points, five DraftKings points. So I don't know how much he's going to play uh, in this game, but. You know, Giannis is still Giannis, and he's always worth the money at 11000 uh, So he should be fine. You know, when the team needs a bucket, they're going to give him the ball and get out of the way. Um, so uh, a guy that, you know, I pick a lot of times in my lineups is Chris Middleton. But every time I pick him, he's scoring in the 30s. <laughs> you know, when I don't pick him, he's in the 40s and 50s. But, you know, 
it, it's still a good it's a good price at eighty three hundred, but with Holiday back, it makes it a little scary for me to play him. Uh, so I don't know if I would touch him or Dante DiVincenzo because, like you said, uh, Drew Holiday got eighteen minutes last game. I expect that to go up to at least twenty five, uh, if not thirty, because uh, he was out because of COVID, not because of an injury. Um, you can always look at Bobby Portis at 4,700 because we talked about how Brooke Lopez is looking like he has lost a step. So they're going to keep giving him uh, minutes, and he's going to put up between 20 and 30 DraftKings points. And if you'd like, you can go with Brooke Lopez at uh, 4,100 because they're going to have to have him in there to guard Jokic. And, and like I said, with his last two games have been over 30 minutes. This should be no different because you're going – you need that he's the only real big body they have, even though he can't stop Jokic. I mean, uh, no one else can behind him, so he's gonna have to be in there and he can get some cheap rebounds, cheap putbacks. Uh, and that's a really low price at 4,100 for a starting center, yeah. And looking at Giannis, and I'm thinking they really want to Millsap or or might or green back for this game because, um, how yeah. quick will will they just put Porter on the bench it when not if when Giannis <laughs> does something to him on the offensive end uh he, they're going to be have a quick quick trigger with him so uh, that's something to keep an eye on out eye out for uh but Giannis at 11k yes he's in play MPJ is not a great defender as Malone can attest to because he frequently yanks them because of it. Uh, even if Green or Millsap come back, they might not be at 100%. They might not get a lot of minutes. And they're not, um, especially, Millsap's a solid defender still, but I don't think Green can hang with him. At 11K, you're, you're paying up for what you get. And especially if Drew Holiday is not 100% back from the COVID, which it does take a couple games uh, to, to ramp up, then you just get more usage and more more goodness from Giannis. So I really like going there. Um, if holiday is going to be, is ready to go in the high twenties, low thirties minutes, I think that makes for a solid play too at seven, two. I don't know if I'll really go there. I think I'd rather just, uh, go in a different direction and be safer. Um, and they don't necessarily need his offense in this game. So I don't know if I'll do that, but I, I don't think it's a bad price point. Um, and yeah, I don't know how much exposure I'll have to too many of the, the other guys, but you did mention uh, Lopez, Portis. These guys are going to have to play, and at, at 41, 47, they're not bad price tags if you're spending down on your center spot. Uh, very cheap Lopez. He doesn't have to do a lot to to get you uh, value here too, so I don't mind going there either. <clears throat> but I think Giannis is in for a fantastic game environment. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know what it is with Michael Porter Jr. and his defense. Is it just lack of athleticism is it lack of studying film i mean because he's got the height the arm span he's the only guy that can guard Giannis. he's just <laughs> a horrible defender so like get it together and you know uh if there's a game that he was wants to step up and show he can do something it would be this game i mean no one expects that but he's the only guy they have like i said if you know green and everyone is out and Millsap. um that would be that. This is going to be the most fun game to watch, in my opinion. So I, I think everyone should have their eyes on this game because it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, it's it's very weird how that that whole thing works there with them. Uh, <clears throat> but let's jump on over to the last game of the night. This one starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Suns at the Lakers, and we do have a spread. We have a lower total at 217, and the Lakers are three point home favorites. Uh, Jump in first. We're looking at wait, 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 wait. Why, why are you jumping in first? Is it because you like the Lakers? Uh, because we switched on and off the entire <laughs> slate. <laughs> but uh, if you want, here yeah. you take it. Go, go first, no, then, no, buddy. No, no, no. Take your Lakers. You know, I just want to, you know, let no, everyone you, know you love, you love you, the Lakers. You, so. you jumped in. Now, now you can take the lead on it. <laughs> Who? How you feeling well, about this? This Sun side, the the away team. Well, the Suns. Okay, see, I thought you were going to throw me to the Lakers. <laughs> so. no, they're, they're the home. Oh, and on the injury report, we have uh, Dario Saric as questionable. We have AD out, Dudley LeBron probable, uh, Kyle Kuzma probable, and Damian Jones is questionable. But 
Yep. Now we'll go to the the away squad and the Suns. And how you feeling about the Suns since you really wanted to go first? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you look at the Suns, you think of the big three. Their big three: Devin Booker, CP3, DeAndre Ayton. Um, CP3 is a decent price at seventy five hundred. Actually, you know, that's around the Dejounte Murray, Kimba Walker price, and uh, his production has been. Uh, tremendous the last three games so that's that's a really great price for him uh booker is kind of you know similar to DeRozan. he can get you in the 30s can get you in the 50s just depending on how you feel with the matchup and it is a tougher matchup whenever you're going against the lakers um they have a great defense uh it's better when ad is there but you know still lebron's on the court you know they're going to be you know focused and uh especially with him playing against his buddy cp3 um DeAndre Ayton stands out to me. Uh, he has such a great price point at 6700 and he has that potential to, you know, get 20 and 10, and which he got last game. So it was almost uh, 40 drafting points his last two games. So they're going to need him. Uh, and there should be a lot of rebounds in this game because LeBron is really the only efficient player uh, on the Lakers. Um, uh, you can look at uh, Bridges at 5300 and Cam Johnson at 3300 because – Cam Johnson has not been productive lately. Early in the season, he was playing a lot better. Uh, but if you want to take a risk at almost a minimum player who, you know, can get you anywhere between 16 and 30 minutes a game, it just depends on coaching. Uh, his minutes are fluctuating so much, I don't understand what's going on because he's one of the most talented players and he can shoot threes. So uh, he's a risk for me if you want to, you know, take a shot in the dark. But those five guys stand out to me. How about you? All right, man. And yeah, I think I at uh, seventy five hundred Chris Paul is a little bit intriguing to me as a uh, pivot off of some other guys at a, a GPP play. I think he's been playing very consistent. Same with Booker, but I'd rather like the six hundred dollar price savings, especially on a state where uh, I'm pro- I'm gonna want the money. So I like the seventy five hundred dollar price tag on Paul. Um, I don't know how much exposure I'll have to everybody else. Maybe a li- uh, some chances on Jay Crowder there at 4,500. Uh, with no AD there, just a much better matchup. Um, he's been playing nearly high minute, high 20s minutes the last couple games, not getting many shots, not really doing anything. But I think this is a game where he can play a little bit better. You have Markeith Morris and Kyle Kuzma as the main power forwards right now. Uh, neither of them are very threatening on the defensive end, so I think Crowder has a, a solid uh opportunity there and the other guy especially if uh, Sark doesn't play that extra minutes for them uh, which go to him Kaminsky uh, Bridges and smaller lineups Cam Johnson <clears throat> but I, th- I think Crowder is the guy I'm looking at at 45 that uh, it's a little intriguing to me not really too into the rest of the guy everybody else at their current price tags uh, this is probably this is going to be a slower type game as evidenced by the over-under and by the fact that both these teams are slower-paced. Uh, the Lakers, even without AD for a little bit, are still the number one defensive team in the league by a wide margin, and the Suns are in the top six. So uh, it's probably going to be a slower-paced game with a lot of hard-fought buckets. And I like Paul and a little bit of Crowder here, but not too heavily invested in, in the rest of these guys. But um, how about on this, this Lakers side? Uh, anybody that sticks out to you over here? It's this one guy I heard of, you know, LeBron James. You know, I don't know if he's that good or not, but uh, <laughs> he's at ten thousand seven hundred. I think that's a. I think he actually is a little overpriced right now. Uh, I would be scared to put him in my lineup. You know, as crazy as that sounds, he's the greatest player in the world. But his fantasy production has been up and down uh, lately, the last week or so. Um, is you can never, I can never say you're in the wrong for picking for picking him because obviously he can go off. He's just his production has just been going down a little bit lately. Um, but and then you can look at Kyle Kuzma. You know, last game he had a double double at 5800. Uh, he is worth the risk because they need the production from him. He is questionable, well probable uh, for a heel contusion, so hopefully he won't uh, injure that or anything during the game. But uh, he's a little. It, I mean, his price point is a little too high for his production, but you know he's going to be uh, – him and Schroeder are going to be the second and third more than likely highest, uh, you know, 
scores for the team. Uh, I like Schroeder. His production has not been, you know, DraftKings incredible lately. Uh, he was out with uh, health and safety protocol. I don't think he had COVID, but it was just had to be out. So I don't know if he's a little rusty. Fifty seven hundred is not a bad price though, because he can he can obviously be productive in all areas of the field. Uh, Montrezl Harrell not been doing so great lately. Lately, he will have the minutes. You know, him and Gasol are splitting it up. I don't trust Gasol, uh, but one guy if you want to look at a very cheap price is Marquise Morris. You know, his last game he got. 30 drafting points, had 13 points, eight rebounds, four assists. That's a great all-around game for him. So it just depends on if they want to give him those minutes because uh, you got Taylor Horton Tucker. They they kind of took it from him and gave it to Marquise that game, I believe. And 3,400 is a good risk for that. But you really I, – I, I don't know if I would be confident playing any Laker, but there's just options for you. And Markeith Morris is a revenge game from the team that he started with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the, the Suns here. I uh, don't hate going there at 34 as a, as a guy if you fall onto him. He's not some guy I'm going to plug in as my value and say, okay, who do I have to play around him? Yeah, if I fall, if only have 34, he would be a guy I don't hate having. Uh, but he did get 24 minutes in the last one, and I think the 30 points was because the game was just such a massive blowout. But he's played 22, 28, 22 in the couple games uh, prior to that. So um, he is seeing minutes in the 20s, and that's something that we can hang our hat on there. Uh, but for me, the the one guy I'm really looking at here is, is Schroeder at 5,700. Um, he is their second second banana right now with no AD, and he is the one other guy outside LeBron James that can consistently get his own shot. Uh, Kyle Kuzma can, but it, I, I said consistently, and he's not – super consistent with getting his own shot there. Um, and I, I think Schroeder would be the one guy I look at and looking at price tags and saying, okay, he can't crush me with this price tag. Uh, he can beat that price tag, and this floor is not too too bad. If, if he doesn't hit value, it's it's going to be – like last game he had 24, uh, nearly 25 points. He just missed value. But I think there's an opportunity to get over 30, 35 here, and I, I like that with him at that decent price tag. Uh, LeBron James, as long as the game is close – he's makes for a decent option. Uh, but I do like the safer options in that the game prior to this in Giannis and uh, Jokic at just a couple hundred dollars more. And they're just in a great game environment there against each other. Two teams that either play fast or give up a lot of points um, and they're not playing against the sun. So that's why I'm not having too much him, but I don't mind going Schroeder there. And um, yeah, that's, that's it for me on the, on the Lakers squad there. Uh, yep, yep. No, and and everyone I was just picking with Santino. You know, he's a Lakers fan, but he's unbiased, and he's going to give you the real steal about his team. So that was a great breakdown of the Lakers. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, oh, as we just right after we finished, uh, update of Paul Millsap, Jamichael Green, Gary Harris, all expected to be out through the All Star break, so we do not have to worry about them in this this game. <laughs> In this late, um, so we already know they're going to be starting Michael Porter Jr. and have to play him for a lot of minutes unless he gets into foul trouble. But um, what I do want to ask you before we head on out of here, let's—I was seeing some guys. Uh, we have a couple people that wanted to hear some of our favorite favorite plays and favorite tiers. Uh, I saw that on some of the reviews. So let's throw out um, who would be your favorite high-priced play here. And we'll say everybody over eight K. Uh, who would be the a guy that you're you're liking here. Yeah, my favorite play would be uh, Bam Adebayo at 8,700. Uh, I just think he's consistent every night. He's going to get you to 40 to 50 draft game points, especially if Jimmy Butler's out. That production can just go up a little bit, be bumped up a little bit. So I love Bam tonight. All right. And I think um, Giannis is a lock if you're, if you're going up that high, but that's also the Super Saiyan territory. Um, if we're not going up to the Super saying side i really like the $8,800 price tag on Kawhi Leonard against the Celtics in this one yeah uh, it's yeah. very intriguing to me it's under 9k and, and you're looking at everybody else like Westbrook Beal good spots everybody else but they're all 97 plus 90 plus I think Kawhi Leonard uh, for similar reasons why you like Bam but I just think this is a very good price tag and a, and a solid matchup for him <clears throat> um, okay. but how about let's move on to the 
the uh, mid-tier guys. We'll say anything 7,900 and to about 5K or so, uh, mid-4Ks, 5Ks. Uh, but okay, who, you're, you're, you're killing me. <laughs> you're moving the goalposts. What is it? <laughs> but, yeah, from about 5K to about 8K, anybody that you're really gravitating towards in this in this um, type. Or do you have a couple people that you like? Well, I got a couple. Uh, I don't know if I'm still your guy, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go with John Collins at 6,800. <laughs> uh, you know, his, his, like we said, his last game, his production has been of a player that could be worth 8,800. You know? And the same thing for, you probably wouldn't say this guy, but DeAndre Aiden at 6,700. Uh, his production has been lower than we want, but he always has that potential to, like last game, he got 20 and 10. He can always get you that at 6,700. So those two guys stand out for me. All right. And yeah, I think in the, the 7K range, I, I really like Jay Val at 7,200. Uh, coming off a stinker of a 13-minute game, he had five personal fouls in 13 minutes. So uh, you can chalk that one up as a just a bad game. Uh, but this one is, is an equally very good matchup against the Wizards, $7,200. Uh, I, will, I will pay that price tag. I do like Collins in the 6K range. At 68, you mentioned him, so I won't harp on the reasons why I like him. Um, and then at, if we're going to go three in the in the 5K range, I think there's a quite a few guys that you can take a stab at here. Um, but I'll throw out Kendrick Nunn just as one of them, assuming that Jimmy Butler doesn't play. Uh, again, same matchup that they had last game. He's going to have a, a decent matchup regardless of who plays. Um, either Tony Snell on him. Yeah, I'm giggling as I say it. Tony Snell, uh, Kevin Herter, or Trey Young. All those guys he can score on. And if Butler doesn't play, they're going to need his scoring. Um, but let's go on over to this this under this this value play. And who, who would be your favorite value play on the on this slate? We'll Dang, I, under, thought you were in, I thought you were in your value play. You named like 10 guys. Good I don't know. I'm under four or <laughs> four, four and a half K and under, we'll say. Who's your favorite value play over there? <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm going to go. He's $100 over, but I like DeAnthony Melton, uh, you know, especially with uh, Grayson Allen out and potentially slow mo out. Uh, another guy I'm interested in is uh, Andre Iguodala, especially if Jimmy Butler's out at 3,800. Uh, his production is, you know, valuable. Yeah, and, and for me, it's going to uh, – I like Bain and, and Winslow under 4K, and I'll like them – I, I like them right now, but if Kyle Anderson were to miss this game, I would be really high on them. Uh, we already know that Grayson Allen is going to miss this game, so extra minutes for them. And But if Kyle Anderson doesn't miss, I'll, I'll have many shares of both of them. I, if, he, if he does play, I'll – I'll, my like for them is just like, not love, but um, it's still enough to where if you're down in that range that you can give both those guys a try. It's crazy because, you know, last year when we were talking fantasy, <laughs> you loved the Anthony Melton. I hated the Anthony Melton. And now the whole situation is reversed. It's, it's insane. I don't hate him. I just don't. <laughs> I, I like him, and he's a very good point-per-minute guy. Very good. I just don't know. I know the last two games he's played 24 and 22. Uh, they were both blowouts, though. The game before that was also a blowout. He only played three. The game before that was kind of close. Uh, well, blowout, but played 16. I just don't know what he's going to play game in, game out. And at 4,600, I don't know if I want to take that chance. Uh, but if he's going to play in the mid-20s, he's going to beat that price tag because he's a very good point-per-minute guy. It's just Taylor Jenkins doesn't like him uh, there's something yeah he's just not high on him and i think maybe uh he's a career his career shooting isn't great this year it's been very much improved um but i don't know if that's the reason why he just doesn't want to play him it, it doesn't make sense because he has improved a lot shooting the ball this year but uh still <laughs> i don't know yeah. you have to ask taylor jenkins exactly i mean another if i want to name two more guys like we said at the end uh Marquise morris and uh, Stand with this Memphis team, Tyus Jones at 3,300. And Marquise is 3,400, Tyus Jones 3,300. You know Tyus Jones is going to get you assists uh, normally. Uh, just just run the team. Uh, last three games, 27. Dud before that, 10. Last game, 30. So uh, depending on the matchup, he can get you you know close to 30 drafting points at almost minimum salary. So Memphis is very intriguing. 
All right, man. Yeah, they are. They play a lot of people. But um, as always, thank yeah. you guys for for joining us here tonight. If you want, give us a rate review. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. I saw that people wanted more tears and, and also the slates, uh, so we'll throw that out there. Uh, also, if you want, give Will a follow on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at WilliamIsBill. Mine is at Santino Cocone. I had, I had a good good show tonight. Will wasn't great, but uh, we we, we work with what we <laughs> we work with what we got here. <laughs> so you were so professional the whole show at the very end. Bam, you got me. That ain't right. Yeah, that ain't right. <laughs> I had to throw it off, but then now we we leave because you can't say anything else. And thank know, you guys right? for <laughs> and thank you guys for joining us. We will catch you again. Uh, no, we will not catch you again next week because we will be on the All Star break. Uh, we oh. have. We will catch you again. Tomorrow night, it should be Keith and Mike on tomorrow's, and then myself and Mike on uh, the game day after that. And that's the last day before the All-Star break, and we will pick back up. Uh, when do we pick back? Wednesday, next Wednesday, after we have two more slates, and then we're off for nearly a week. Uh, and everybody can relax and, and start betting on spring training baseball, probably. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll catch you again. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.